A friend of mine has in his office a game that he calls the Wheel of Answers. It is a wheel and it has an arrow in it that you can turn. We've all seen those. And wherever the arrow turns, whatever word it goes to is the answer to a question. And so the game goes like this, that you ask the wheel a question, you spin the arrow, and it says either yes or no, maybe or never. And I guess that works in some things if the question that we ask is not important. And some decisions are that insignificant. But other decisions and other questions that we have about life and about what we ought to do and to be are so significant that we dare not use this wheel of answers. We realize that the answers have to come from within us and they have to be very personal. Certainly, my sisters and brothers, we see in today's readings that the decisions required by Joshua and the apostles were life-changing. You wouldn't dare look at a wheel and say, give me the answer to this. It affected their very identity, who they were as individuals. And Joshua reminds the tribes of Israel how much God loves them. And they have broken his covenant over and over and over again. They have been unfaithful to him over and over again. And he says, he has forgiven you. He has been reconciled with you. See how much he loves you and see how much he has done for you, this incredible amount of mercy that he has shown. And then he says to them, if it does not please you to follow the Lord, decide, day, decide today whom you will follow. But for me and for my family, Joshua says, we will follow the Lord. And so he puts before the people, the Israelites, a very important question. My family and I will follow the Lord, and we invite you to join us. But if you're not going to follow the true Lord, who then? You must decide who you will follow. The Israelites could not decide that by the wheel of answers. They had to think. They had to pray. They had to make another decision that they would recommit themselves to our loving God. And they did. Many of them did, but not all. In the gospel, some people have made the decision to stop following Jesus. And they're very honest, very decisive, and very clear about that. They refuse to be his disciples, and why? Let us not forget last Sunday's gospel that Jesus had just finished calling himself the bread of life. And he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And many of those following Jesus said, this man is crazy. He is like a madman. He's absurd. He sounds cannibalistic. Eating flesh and drinking blood? No. His teachings are too much for us. This is hard, it's complicated, it makes no sense. And some of them decide no longer to be his disciples and they reject him. But interestingly, in the midst of this terrible misunderstanding, Jesus puts an interesting question, question to the 12 apostles. He asks them, what is your decision? And they can't use the wheel of answers either. But he asks them, what is your decision? 
do you wish to continue to follow me or not? Peter piped up and he answers, Lord, to whom shall we go? You are the one who is the Holy One of God. You are the one who is the way, the light, and the truth. Where, where shall we go? You are the one. Peter does not weigh in on this argument about him being the bread of life and that they are arguing. But he takes the leap of faith and he says, if Jesus says he's the bread of life and the cup of salvation, then I have to believe it. To whom shall we go? He has proven himself to be the Holy One of God. My sisters and brothers, as we come here this afternoon, the question of Jesus to the apostles and the question of Joshua to the Israelites are appropriate to us. Can we reflect on those questions just for a few moments? Let's apply the question to ourselves. Joshua says, my family and I will follow the Lord. Then he asks us, who will you follow? And if it is not the Lord, tell me who it is. My sisters and brothers, you have already answered that question by your presence here this afternoon at this vigil mass. You have answered the question that you and you hope your family will follow the Lord. And you have said that. And so then the Lord God says, yes, I take your yes. It's not come from the wheel of answers, it's come from your heart. And I take your yes, that you will follow the ways of the Lord. And then he asks us, how can we strengthen, how can we strengthen that decision? What is it in family life as we prepare to dedicate a building for the school and for the parish after the name of the Holy Family? What is it in your family that can be done that you can strengthen this yes, this decision? Perhaps it's a prayer before meals, or if you already do that, prayers before bedtime, or talking about the scriptures and reading some of the scriptures together. But there are ways in which we as family can grow and resemble this building that we are dedicating today as being a strengthened holy family for all of us. But let's also let the question of Jesus come to us. He says to each and every one of us today, are my sayings, is what I'm teaching too much for you? And you have said no. Then he says, do you wish to continue to follow me? Do you wish to continue to be my disciples? And you have said yes. That's why you're here. That's why you continue to strive to live to the best of your ability, the life of discipleship from day to day. And so he asks, why? Why do you wish to follow me? And I would hope that our answer will be much like St. Peter's, because we have come to see you as the Holy One of God. We have come to see you that you are the one who shows us the way. You are the one who gives us life. You give us the truth. And so we want to believe, even in difficult times. Yes, we want to say yes to Jesus. We want to be able to say, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? Even when we face difficulty, when something in life is happening that we get hurt or disappointed in someone or it's an illness or a burden or a tragedy, in those difficult times, we could use those moments to turn away from the Lord, but you don't. You and I turn toward him and we say, 
I want to believe in you. I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to turn from you, but to turn towards you and to believe even in the dark times. But, oh, Lord Jesus, help my unbelief. My sisters and brothers, Joshua and the Israelites, the apostles and especially Peter, remind us that each and every day you and I have to make a decision. For most of us, a decision of baptism was made before we were even conscious. Some of you as adults have made that decision on your own. But that is the moment when we said, I want to be a disciple, I want to follow Jesus. And we know that song, I want to follow Jesus. But as we know, it's more than a song. And it's more than a song that is taught to children in school. It's more than a song that is taught to the children in the religious education program. It's more than a song that is taught to us as adults. I want to follow Jesus. And we have to make that decision when? Every day. It doesn't happen by osmosis. We don't make it once and for all. It's every day, within the first moments of the day, when we make just a sign of the cross, and we just say, good morning, Jesus, or we say, be with me today. Show me your love today. Whatever it is that we say at the beginning of the day, however short that morning prayer is, it's a way of saying, yes, I want to follow you today. I said it at baptism, said it at confirmation, said it at other times, but it's a daily experience, a daily experience, not a weekly one, not a monthly one. It's a daily experience. And so, my sisters and brothers, when we wake up in the morning, we can't use the wheel of answers. Do I love Jesus today? Do I want to be his disciple today? I don't know what the wheel of answers, by luck, might tell us. But we know in our hearts, we know deep in our hearts, that the answer is, Jesus, I want to follow you today. Some days, that's easy. And some days, it's not. We embrace both. 